2: Kids, you like professional wrestling? We like professional wrestling, too. This is Jeff Hawkins. This is Shake Them Ropes, along with me, as always, Chris Novembrino. Hi, Chris.
1: Hello, Jeffrey Hawkins. <laughs> hello, audience. Hello, world. How are you? It's good, to, it's good to be speaking with you again on this lovely Friday.
2: I, I don't trust this. I don't trust this hello for some reason. It's too, too phony I, nice. I, I,
1: I, I'm, I'm trying a new... Kinder, gentler, Chris, warmer, oh, finally, softer. yeah, no, no. I thought I thought I would mix it up <laughs> after years of being kind of grumpy and snappy and abusive uh, to
2: me off air yeah.
1: and, and and abusive to you off air and on air. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought this week in the year of our Lord 2022 on June 10th that that I would just mess up the mix and mix up the mess a little bit. Come on down, y'all. Here's the address, 612 Wharf Avenue. It's 612 Wharf Avenue. <laughs>
2: 612 Wharf, Wharf Avenue. Avenue,
1: 612.
2: Oh, boy. Uh, well, there is no shortage of things to talk about this week. Hey, does anybody want to be in a main event? Because who knows right now? When last we checked, this is now being taped, recorded. It's not being taped. There's no tapes. There's no reel The reel. We're not gonna mix this in post.
1: I, I actually do. I tape do every tape one it? of them. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And on, on reel? a real the real machine, reel the reel. And, and it gets mixed down on my Akai. It's it's wonderful. I spend thousands of dollars every week just for my own <laughs> personal library.
2: No, oh, no, that's such that, that's that's the biggest boomer thing I do on these podcasts. I say we tape. Um, this is happening about 15 minutes before SmackDown begins. So SmackDown and Rampage will not be on this week's Shake Them Roast, but last week's. SmackDown and Rampage, fair game anywhere. But that being said, on last week's Rampage, CM Punk relinquishing kind of the AEW world title. Don't know the exact specifics of his injury, but it sounds like a broken foot. Doctors say surgery was successful, which is a low bar. It means he didn't have to cut it off. But yes, CM Punk is the, still the AEW champion which they couldn't get over on commentary to save their lives. But there will be an interim champion crowned at Forbidden Door between the winner of Jon Moxley, who won the match against the Battle Royal winner, Kyle O'Reilly, and the winner of the Dominion match between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto.
1: Now, I can already hear it in the tone of your voice, Jeff. You don't like the structure of this, but I, for one, applaud Tony Khan for implementing the devices of Rube Goldberg (laughs) into the main event picture of AEW. It takes a real, I believe he dubbed himself a visionary, and it does. It takes a certain vision to connect all of these dots and make it make coherent sense.
2: Oh, it's not that I don't like it. I I didn't. This is lazy river material, but I thought out of the final three in that battle royal, the least interesting person for that match with Moxley won, to be honest with you, because I thought either Andrade or uh, Wheeler Yuta would have been a fascinating final and intriguing. Kyle O'Reilly, no offense to him, it was a fun match. It was a nice, violent match, but nobody ever thought for a moment that Kyle O'Reilly was going to be John Moxley.
1: I, I don't know, think. and and I thought, given that no one thought that any of those three was going to beat John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta coming up short yet again against Moxley in a would pivotal nice. moment would have been a very interesting inflection point to revisit later on. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I had a different uh, take, and this comes from last week. This is fairly old, so if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen this already a few times. But I think the person to belt here to take Punk's place was MJF and I'll tell you why there's two, two reasons for that. The first is if there is any sort of small bit of animus between the company and MJF, you give everything he wants good and hard to him right now, because not only is he your best talker, he's the best talker that, that, that they have in AEW and that to me, it's what's needed for this title. But also if he held you up for any money for double or nothing in any way, this is a time where you see what you have with him. Can he carry a company if only for two months or three months until punk comes back from his surgery. And then you get the leverage because you can either back up the Brinks truck. If he, if he has it, Or you can say, well, you want to go to WWE? That's fine by us. We wish you the best in your future endeavors.
1: Well, Jeff, I'm going to surprise you here. I actually don't disagree with this. I think that MJF... (laughs) Well, but I come at this from a different slant, being someone who is much more of, uh, I, I guess, a bit of an MJF pessimist at this point, and I I'd certainly would say I'm more down than the average bear on MJF. Say you're
2: skeptical, perhaps a little. Yeah, I'd say I'm, I, I would say I,
1: I'm very. Yeah, no, I'm an MJF skeptic for sure, uh, and I think that this would be a very interesting opportunity to see if I am correct that MJF is good at the week-to-week television but when it comes time to do the long form matches the matches underwhelm uh i i tend to think that that would be borne out and that this interim title thing is a great opportunity to see that and hurt mjf's negotiation position so As someone who is skeptical of him, who does think that he is overinflating his value and uh, also has a dim view on what he did, I would say, let's let's put the belt on him. Let's uh, let's see if this guy (laughs) let's see if this guy can the interim belt on him. Let's see if this guy is what he says he is, especially since we've already cannibalized the Wardlow push in order to do this.
2: Chris going full. Some men want to watch the world burn. <laughs> you you wouldn't expect him to succeed, would you? If you're if you're being if you're this skeptical, do you think he does succeed?
1: i don't okay i think he doesn't fail in like an interim champion fails. in his interim champion status i don't think he fails but that's because he'll mostly be asked to do what he does well which is 10 to 12 minutes talking on the microphone and now that he has the john cena magic ability to look into the camera um and that, that he's able to <laughs> right no no now that he has like the cena special weapons where he gets to like shatter the kayfabe and stuff and like he has cena rules um i think he would be able to get through his little week to week experts I just think that, like, when you watch AEW's big shows, the way they like to bring home these big shows is with a main event that is well worked, that goes thirty something minutes, that features two dudes. And MJF, in like most of his pay per view outings, like you know, like the Jericho feud and stuff, has always been in a crowd. Um, very often, even this Wardlow feud, like the final Wardlow match, I, I think no matter. Even if he thought it was changed in the fly, it's hard to imagine it being very much different than what it was here, and so it wasn't meant to be a long-form match. Fine story. Great storytelling throughout, sure. Um, But the match itself was meant to be short. Um, I just don't think this guy can do what AEW likes out of its main event matches on the big shows. I think he can do a lot of the other things they like. I think that he can carry an episode of Dynamite just fine.
2: Let me ask this, and this kind of plays into that can he do an Adam Page Kenny Omega Okada type of match no would he be able to do a main event 1989 to 92 WCW NWA style main event like could he work like Sting could he work like Dusty or Wyndham
1: Sting was a much better worker in that period of time I think people give him credit
2: I don't know about that, but he
1: okay. uh, do. He tries his ass off in like, yeah. some of those matches. Like, like I mean, he, he like I'm with you. OK, a little sloppy, but like I'm thinking about like the Vader matches and stuff and like Sting when Sting I, I, I was mean, good in that era, he was pretty darn good. I like, mean, do you
2: think that MJF could do like a 45 minute kick punch, basic holds fight type of wrestling match as a champion and, and keep the crowd interested
1: uh, I, I, the first part of the sentence, yes. The second part, boy, what town are we in?
2: Okay. No, fair enough. I, yeah. I, 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 no,
1: I, I'm for real. Like, I think that's the real question. If we're in Long Island, not concerned about it. Um, and there are a number, I, obviously that's a, that's a layup for MJF. Uh, other towns. Yeah. I could see the crowd turning after watching a really good show with good work throughout, uh, then coming down to, MJF revealing himself to be the master of kick and punch.
2: Okay. <laughs> Speaking of main eventers, or at least people that were going to be in the top tier, Cody Rhodes also injured, tearing his pec. Those of you who saw the uh, Hell in a Cell over the weekend, very, very clear about that. Also, allegedly, I believe has had successful surgery on that since. We'll have some rehab going on. Hopes to be ready by the Royal, around Royal Rumble time, methinks. But, um. Yeah, I look, <laughs> I I really I understand people saying, hey, he shouldn't have wrestled that match. I get that. And and from what I've heard, there was at least one big stunt off of the cage in some way that they they nixed because of this. And I think it was all the better for that match. I really liked that Seth Rollins match a lot. I really did.
1: I thought the match was great. And I thought the match was and the story around the match has served as an interesting contrast uh, to MJF in a way not necessarily to circle back here but a I smile. I was th- I was thinking about this when I was watching Cody do the match the the promo and everything afterwards and and what we have is a real world event Cody tearing his pectoral muscle being worked into the match in a way that like a way that took reality and wove it into kayfabe instead of a way of breaking kayfabe to get back to reality. Cody basically took reality, wove it into kayfabe. They worked a match around it. Um, And his star is better and bigger and stronger for having worked this match. Like this is a classic match. I think I people- was
2: amazed at the negative backlash when people started complimenting this match and mostly from hardcore AEW fans, of course. You
1: know I, oh that it was it was too unsafe and you shouldn't have done it. Look it's, well, no it's, no, no,
2: no, not that but oh it wasn't that good. <laughs> oh golly,
1: know? no it, no, it was. it was quite good. Uh, yeah, I mean I, uh, it was a, it, it was captivating the moment he took off the jacket.
2: This was the, the, the right move for Cody to move to WWE in hindsight now, I think. I, I it's one of those things where I know that it feels like a jilted lover type of thing from aew fans. But this was the right move for him, I think.
1: And he's in position, whether they that crowd likes it or not. He is very much in position now to be their world champion. Yeah, and I, I think, think so. I, I no, I, I think he's he's and, a made man, and I, I think it's to me it was it was just a star making classic performance from Rhodes. And uh, for, and for me, the great. other
2: part is you know we have all these fake injuries that we use as storylines in wrestling, and guys especially to me in the modern day, don't sell them as well as they do now. <laughs> Selling here was real. I mean, he was in pain this entire time. And you could tell he was
1: in oh, pain. Oh, when he went for the time. Cody cutter, the, yes. the that Cody cutter, it's dude, every beat of this match had me. Em- empathetically linked in with Cody's pain yeah, in like, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think, I mean, you know, when we talk about making people feel, I felt. And that uh, Cody Rhodes very much succeeded on that.
2: Reach out in the screen data and touch me. No.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was hearkening I was back to MJF's uh, thing. It was like, I'm the only guy who can make you feel. I, I think Cody Rhodes in this performance said not so.
2: I, I agree. Speaking of, the, speaking of the top of the card WWE, Who is going to be the world champion? When is that championship going to be defended? Because the decision was made this week not to have Roman Reigns on Money in the Bank. Reigns versus Riddle was the original main event. On television, Riddle challenged Reigns, and the last word was this match would take place not in Las Vegas nor on pay-per-view. Randy Orton was still the SummerSlam plan, but everything changes weekly. The Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura was scheduled for Las Vegas a week ago. But then they did the match on SmackDown. It looks like Usos versus Street Profits could be the plan with Street Profits winning a non-title match. They did start a Theory versus Bobby Lashley U.S. title program as well, so who knows? Reigns' headlining was still being talked about until late in the week when the decision was to keep Reigns off the pay-per-view until SummerSlam and Clash at the Castle. So he was taken off Hell in a Cell. He is taken off Money in the Bank. Reigns and Brock Lesnar have been pulled from advertising when they decided to nix the stadium show. This is interesting marketing in many ways, because they've already announced that they're pulling Roman from house shows as well. So is, is it helping them to make him more of a quote unquote special attraction? Boy,
1: I, that's unclear to me. I I just I don't think the head of the table stuff. I it's more over than maybe I give it credit for, but I, it doesn't seem to me to be like hot enough where you can get this guy off a of TV every week and have.
2: Well, right now the bloodline story revolves around, of all people, Sammy Zayn.
1: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I just I don't I don't think this can work. I I I I think that you're watering down the bloodline too much, so to speak, um, and yeah i i find this baffling like look if you, I, I he's just not a strong enough personality um he it is
2: here's the problem for me yeah and maybe you can formulate some thoughts while I, while I say this if you take out roman and you don't create a guy to take away roman's title You're going to be reusing these guys over and over and over again until nobody thinks they're main eventer anymore. Like, Riddle's going to be on SmackDown tonight, apparently. So he's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, fighting the Usos every week to the point where who's going to care by the time he gets to Roman because nobody's going to think he can beat Roman.
1: Yeah, no, from a business standpoint, I, I really do think you're making a very sound argument they should get the belt off of Roman just so they can get someone else looking like they're remotely at the status of being a main event guy. Or at least every, get
2: et- one of the belts off of Roman, because remember, he holds both of them.
1: Everybody feels like they're in mid-card hell, except Cody Rhodes at this point.
2: I agree, and now Cody Rhodes is going to be off TV for a while.
1: Right, and he's off TV for a while. That might be a blessing in disguise, but no, it just... it. It is a, a, a planet where everyone's the exact same height over there.
2: <laughs> Paige uh, issued a statement through a picture of her notes app today on Twitter saying that uh, she is leaving WWE and her last day will be July 7th and that she, quote, most certainly will be in the ring again. Or probably as Soraya, Soraya Knight or whatever. Uh, she made mention of that because her mom gave her that name uh yeah i don't this one's interesting to me because necks are funny things and i don't know paige is one of those people who had inauspicious timing of when she came in her biggest rival was um punk's wife aj
1: aj lee aj
2: lee And I never thought that Paige and AJ Lee had great matches. And there were a lot of apologists out there. And this was when the onset of the horse women was coming on strong and everybody was just dying to see them on the main roster. And everybody was like, well, what about Paige? You know, oh, just wait. If they give her the chance, she'll do it. If you give it a chance, she'll do it. I think she's been out of the ring for a long time. And that's not to say that I don't have a lot of faith that she can come back. I'm just nervous because I think there's a lot of, well, now I want to come back. If it, It's not that WWE doesn't play politics with people coming back from injury, but there are times when their doctors are on point. And I'm starting to lean towards they were on point on this one.
1: Yeah, I think if she chooses to come back, she will be able to do well with connecting with an audience immediately because she's got such a great look and she's a strong presence. Okay. But I i mean, I think she's obviously going to have to change her style and there remains questions about like, what does Paige's style like look like going forward here? And I, I, I can't really speculate.
2: Right. And what does it look like going out? I mean, she was in WWE for a long time. It's one of those things where it's like, do you just revert back to the style that you were before? I don't think so. I think there's going to be some retraining involved here.
1: Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, I, I, and does she, I mean, I think she's got to come back and basically work primarily as a heel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I think like a lot of the, Oh
2: no, no. I think she comes back as a baby face
1: as a baby face. Okay. Interesting. Um, no, I just, I think she probably makes a better heel right now.
2: She might, I think impact. We'll take a flyer on her. I don't think AEW will just yet. I, th- I think that, I think I think Tony's going to wait and see.
1: Um, there's no there's no rush. Impact is basically serving as their minor leagues, anyways. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Speaking of which, one Jack Evans headed to Impact. Here I'm here for Jack Evans and Speedball. I really am. <laughs> I know. I think they've done it on the indies, but I think those two, those two will have great great chemistry. Uh, Hey, I
1: I think it makes entertaining television if he just gets time to talk. He's so, he's he's such a good, yeah, he's such a good, annoying heel. It's great.
2: Yeah, i mic him up during a match. (laughs) and <laughs> just get his own play-by-play. He, oh, he, dude,
1: he, he, if, if they gave him like a headset mic gimmick so that he'd start <laughs> his, he starts his match calling his own match, and at some point during every match, he loses the headset mic and it just goes back to regular play-by-play. I'd be t- there for he that. Just
2: talks crap to the crowd the entire time. That's that's all I want out of him. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Uh, the other comings and goings, appearing on NXT this week, one Apollo Crews, San's African accent and Aziz has apparently also been moved from Raw to NXT. I think we got last call here for these guys, unfortunately, because that tends to be the way this goes. Maybe they try and find something else for the ex Baba Tunde to get repackaged as because he's big, as you know. And
1: you know, he can find uh, his way into a tag team or something like that. It might not be, it might not be over for Dabakato. They might, they might <laughs> okay. like. Dopicado.
2: Can he dance like Shanky? <laughs> oh, they're doing that at the uh, Sky Scrap Sky Scrap I think, or something like that. Shanky or Dan. I mean, they, they're just. <sighs> I think Shanky is better than almost. Let's put it that way.
1: I, I do too. I think Aziz
2: I, is better than almost
1: they're, almost. they're going with almost. They're going with uh, almost.
2: Apollo Cruz is is has talent at the Yazoo. I, he does. It's just, he's also short and that's a killer from, but I think NXT, NXT 2.0, it's going to be a crapshoot, but I mean, being in the ring there with like a Nathan Frazier or a Braun Breaker, I think it could be at least interesting. He's going to at least have a couple of really good matches, I think.
1: Uh, Carmelo and Apollo would be a good match.
2: Oh, well, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Apollo. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you there. I haven't read the yeah. the spoilers for the tapings.
1: Yet. No, I'm just, I'm just tossing out like <laughs> off the top of my head, like uh, Carmelo and Apollo. Like he he fits well into their North American picture. Uh,
2: yeah, Cameron Grimes in Apollo. I, right, I, I, I right. To watch that because I think yeah. I've, I think I've actually seen that in PWG. To be honest with you, I can't remember though off the top of my head. Uh, that's the news bag, news desk, whatever. Uh, not a lot of ratings talk. Still sports ball going on, so I'm not gonna. You know, you can't really look at that and go, well, you know,
1: <laughs> well, then then Hawkins, let me tell you about a little something, something, yes. if if I might.
2: Yes, uh, yes.
1: HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or the dreaded farmer's market. As we know, (laughs) people, if if I may for just a moment here.
2: Oh, yes, we got to rekindle this feud.
1: Yeah, no, okay, there are a, a few types of professions that sets you low in our society towing guy repo man farmer and you could yeah yeah not I you know I would I put them above farmer but yeah like I I get where you're going (laughs) and I and I appreciate you tossing in here tossing in here um so fight the good fight Against the farmer's market, let's shut these things down once and for all people with HelloFresh. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh, not like at the farmer's market. It's not convenient. The market doesn't come to you. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family friendly or quick and easy recipes. Um, I, as you know, Jeff and I both enjoyed HelloFresh Uh, In the earlier portion of the year, we have regaled you with tales of the wonderful recipes that we made. And like straight up, you get the recipes, but you usually have enough to do something else with those ingredients. So it often serves as a launching pad for you trying something new. And if you're someone like me. It's important to like, find new things to cook to keep eating interesting and uh, fun. And HelloFresh makes that easy. It just gives you something to play around with. So if you're interested in trying HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code V-O-W or VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash vow Sixteen using code vow v o w
2: voices of wrestling sixteen Chris thank
1: you we don't call it voices of wrestling because if you type that in you know where that gets you you know nowhere. what that get that gets you nowhere it nowhere. gets you nowhere. you're not gonna get sixteen free meals typing in voices of wrestling sixteen <laughs> no that's uh, that's stupid type in vow sixteen as uh, as Jeff likes to say and and I've embraced the pronunciation at this point oh. months into this I you know I you you could say. I, ha- I have gone native, and, and that is truly the HelloFresh way. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, Val 16.
2: <laughs> thank you. We thank, we thank HelloFresh for their sponsorship. Now, time for the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Whatever you watched this week, whatever I watched this week, whatever we watched this week, you can bring it up. Ice cold takes if we want on NXT in your house or Hell in a Cell. Overall, for me, the general point, wrestling, in-ring, sometimes over-delivers. Storytelling this week has never been worse. Never, ever, across the board. AEW just laid a tremendous crap egg in, in terms of storytelling and making their titles feel important.
1: I, or, you know, even popping this big rating off of MJF last week, it's just none of it really capitalized like the, the dynamite show this week was surprisingly flat.
2: Yeah, uh, Chris, I will uh, I'll let you go wherever you would like to go.
1: Okay. Um, where would I like to go? Boy, uh, you're, you're right. Just like a lot of eggs all around here. Um, well, how
2: about you start with something you liked on, on, on this week's wrestling then, and you can also include rampage or SmackDown from last week as well.
1: Okay. All right. Something I like. Oh no, I have last week's, uh, I have last week's AEW dynamite results. Um,
2: (laughs) well, while you get those, I will, I will, um, yes, well, I, I was going to go into something. I, I was like, like,
1: Johnny Elite did not have a match this Johnny week.
2: Johnny <laughs> Elite did not have a match. No.
1: Yeah.
2: um, I am going to give praise to the women's Hell in a Cell as well. I thought, uh, you know, for, for a three-way, I thought it was very, very good. Would I like it to have been a little bit uh, more violent? But, yeah, but they told the story. Um, Asuka, Asuka's Teflon at this point. I mean, this is her role. She is going to... Be in that upper echelon. She's going to give you everything in that cage, and she's never going to win the title. That's fine. I thought Bianca and Becky both brought it as well. I, th- I thought that was a rather outstanding Hell in a Cell match, to be honest with you.
1: Okay, Hawkins, you know what I like this week on AEW? Because I knew there was something I did like, and it was Buddy Matthews and Pack. I-, I thought that this match was exactly what the TV match encounter for these guys the first time is supposed to be in like a not – program sort of uh, orientation. I thought these guys delivered the, the exact level of TV match you'd expect. Okay.
2: That's cool. Well, let's, let's do a dichotomy here because we talked a little bit about Cody and Seth. Old Uncle Dave gave Cody and Seth the full five. But he also gave the full five this week to Rampage's Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers match.
3: In the hobby... and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just open up cards and saying, Oh hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
2: I was not the most enamored with this match. I I just thought the, uh, what's the name of the Brazilian fighting, dancing
1: capoeira
2: capoeira. Yeah, There was a lot of capoeira in this match. And I just kind of went, eh, okay. I understand it. It, it, it built up. The crowd was hot for it. I got, but there were some things in there where they're just doing spin kicks on the outside and not even being remotely close. That just reminded me of capoeira. And and it was just one of those days where I was like, Dave just likes the young bucks. So you have to you have to you have to give it to him. He likes the young bucks. He likes what he likes. I, I respect that. Um but this was not the match for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this one yet. I, I just can't I I just don't I can't imagine watching this match and going, oh, that was a five-star match. Um, I like both these guys. I like both these teams well enough, I suppose. I'm, I'm not as big of a Bucks fan as you are. Um, but,
2: okay, because I'm not as big of a Lucha Brothers fan as as most either. So.
1: Yeah, and the, but that, that was going to be a kind of thing with the Lucha Bros is they, they have... They they can kind of run hot or run cold as a team sometimes. Like they were really
2: hot in this match. I will I will give that to them. Yeah, they were, they were they were on their game because they got to do a Lucha Brothers match.
1: Okay, there you go. Um, maybe, but I I don't know. I I just I it, go. It, yeah. Um, boy, uh, the Wardlow promo I thought was goofy <laughs> as hell. Like, oh, I'm, we're
2: gonna we're gonna get in some ranting from Jeff here because because this this just goes I, throughout the entire two hour show of burying titles.
1: Just cut cut off this dude, right? Like, because there's either one or two things that is happening here with this Wardlow promo promo either Wardlow has this weird highfalutin concept that interim titles don't actually count despite all of the evidence to the contrary baby face and heel alike competing for an interim title belt Wardlow does not recognize the legitimacy of any of this exercise nor how it would escalate him into an actual title match like by every definition of this the interim title is a legitimate title it is a temporary title but it is clearly legitimate so like when Wardlow comes out here and goes like that's not the real way blah blah blah, get well soon champ it's goofy on that front but then like obviously it more importantly he's not in the title picture and given Punk's timetable here he's not going to be in the title picture anytime soon so now he's settling for the mid-card championship He's coming off of this and going for the mid-card championship. Meanwhile, the guy who lost the match to, to Wardlow is being talked about actively as there's no other place for this dude than the main event picture. What a loser.
2: I, I'll, even, I'll, I'll, I'll add on to that. I did not mind the CM Punk. I, I don't mind the champion with honor thing. I, I don't mind that per se, but you are correct. This is a legitimate champion. You should just not dismiss a chance at the world title just because you'd have to fight in a what turned out to be kind of a geek battle royal, which I'll get into in a moment. But then you turn your sights to the TNT title and you say, man, this title's sucked. <laughs> you basically bury that title too until Scorpio Sky, the champion comes out, who's injured. Uh, you know, I, I like that. But then, then, oh no, we're not going to fight for that. We got Mark Sterling and 20 security geeks that he has to beat now.
1: Oh, I totally forgot. Yes. And then Mark Sterling in an act of absolute idiocy goes, I'm going to give you two options. There's the legal courtroom where Mark Sterling in character is a certified lawyer and thus is qualified to, uh, you know, win and would very likely win. Chris, no, I got,
2: I got, I got I got to cut you off. I so want Wardlow Esquire in the courtroom. Hell yeah. Like we he we learned with Otis.
1: We, we learned with Otis that these are great segments that need to be done.
2: <laughs> Your Honor, and may it please the court.
1: It works. It works. I want just... to see
2: briefings that Wardlow writes. I wanna see. <laughs> I want to see depositions run by Wardlow.
1: Like I, I I would love it. He becomes like a a personal defense attorney and like just takes like like the most hard luck charity cases. You know what I mean? Like like kind of like a MacGyver type character, and then he gets in the ring and he kicks ass afterwards.
2: Yeah, no, I want to see the mundane day to day legal activities of Wardlow Attorney at Law, Your Honor. Continuance while we do discovery. Granted, see you in two months.
1: His promo backstage, he's just, like, talking to somebody about how he's having trouble with his paralegal and how good help is just so hard to find these days. He just
2: randomly drops Latin into any quid pro quo per se, your honor.
3: See? (laughs) We're we're,
2: we're
1: we're rebuilding this guy. He's hotter than ever, people. Hotter than ever. Hotter than ever. There's
2: nothing hotter than wrestling attorneys.
1: Nah, he's red hot. Red hot. Uh, No, this, this is a terrible... Terrible angle. Um, and then it was followed up with Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir. Oh and boy, that was a dud.
2: So we're just randomly taping promos at 10 a.m. And I guess Marina was getting coffee and heard that there was an open challenge and walked right over and says, can I be your problem? <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony Storm's like, wait, what the hell? I just got an omelet and Marina Shafir just walked over and stole my thunder And then we still we still have this garbage entrance by Marina Shafir, who's it's obvious, uh, okay, just go walk out in a hoodie and look bored. What happened to fight and play, Marina Shafir? Again. Uh, She
1: had this intensity at one point. And like it's just, I don't know, I don't know what this is.
2: And then we end it with a two-on-one babyface beat down of the (laughs) heel.
1: just baffling Uh, while we're in
2: the neighborhood let's talk some more The, the the battle royal to see who's gonna win the world title or to fight for the world title could we have scraped the bottom of the barrel any harder for people i mean at least explain that these are people who don't normally get a title match because where is wardlow where are the young bucks where's chris jericho Where's Adam Page
1: that like Tony Khan legitimately wanted to do like, like explain the cast as these are guys who don't normally get a chance like this. Yes. And and Tony, the visionary saw a great opportunity to uh, get these undercard, you wouldn't call them undercard. Young guys, guys.
2: who need seasoning or tag yep. team, guys who are normally in tag teams. Just explain that on the Sh- air.
1: Shake up, Shake up things. You yes. Shake things up. Yeah, I mean, you could actually just explain it as that. Call it a
2: wild card battle royal where it's like, oh my God, could you imagine if this guy actually won the world title given this type of thing? Give it some prestige here. Although. <laughs> We have 30 belts on this show now, Chris, because we've also added the All-Atlantic Championship, a tournament with no Americans in it. I assume this is going to be a travel belt, but when they said we have a new title, I'm thinking, okay, trios, because that switches things up. Nope. Another singles title in this, in addition to all the Ring of Honor titles, all the AEW titles, all the AAA titles that we have, the, uh, the FTW title, the ring from the Battle Royal.
1: The Adam Cole gets to wear a belt, oh, but yes, it's never yes, yeah, the, yeah. The that. Owen
2: the Owen belts are not defended, but they're still worn on TV as champion. 1984 Jim Crockett thinks that there's too many titles here, and there were a lot of titles in '84. But the difference was you only had one show a year. You had Starcade. Great American Bash wasn't even out there. You you built year-long feuds for each title, and they kind of met so, so you could have three different tag team championships like you do now, perhaps four with New Japan coming in. You also have the same with the singles titles. You have three or four world titles there, including IWGP titles. And speaking of which, Adam Cole comes out, basically says well, they're not letting me fight for the Aew title any soon. burial. I want the IWGP shot the IWGP title. Okay. Great. And then out comes Will Ospreay <laughs> in T-shirt and jeans. I mean, we're not even trying to make these guys look. in Kansas City as if everybody knows. <sighs> this forbidden door build is a mess to me, Chris, because we're not giving equal time to New Japan on purpose. We're kind of OK. We're still in the AEW galaxy to quote Cool Hand Ange. But we have this big crossover event. So we're doing little cameos here and there. But, but why would the lay fan? Because remember, there's only 2,000 people who subscribe to New Japan World. This, I think that's the number. I, I think that's the number of, of American stateside subscriptions to New Japan World. You have 15,000 in this building. So, uh, you know, you're going to have your casuals and stuff. Why are we not building this up a little bit more with video package and things? instead of doing matches with guys who are.
1: Especially when this show now has kind of a weird increased sense of urgency as your temporary reset. button. yes, like it just the build to this has sucked. Uh, I, the, I'm not remotely intrigued in like a AEW versus new Japan war. Um, they opened the forbidden door, but. Did they even want to go down the hall? Like, (laughs) right?
2: You know, this is like uh, the analogy I I gave on on my Dynamite show that I did was um, this is like having the Super Bowl champions, and you're bringing the Canadian Football League champions. And you don't want to ever tell anybody about the Canadian football league champions. It's just your guys. They're that that are going to be in here. Oh, Oh, look, there's the team, but we're not going to explain them. We're not going to give them any profiles. We're not gonna do anything like that. It's just, Hey, go ahead and look up Canadian football. Either that or in comic book parlance, the crossover event. And this I, is I think just,
1: this, this was really hit over me weirdly with like the great Ocon where like, you're introducing this guy who is like the great guy.
2: Jeff, Cobb the, and that other guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're well no like okay so he gets introduces the other guy but then like i'm also going who's the great O'Con? like why is he so great like what makes him so great like you you need to actually yes. get over these people
2: yes and like aussie open who are a pretty good tag team but it's just like that's aussie open those guys who came out to attack him look like security guys
1: yeah they could have been. Any- <laughs> they could have been anyone. It could and, have been and, the guys. Wardlow could beat Aussie Open next week. And, and you're making a them. fantastic point with like the actual nationwide subscriptions for New Japan World in America are like a couple few thousand, and that is about one percent generously let's round it up and say it's one percent of aew's weekly viewership you have 99 percent of your audience that needs to get caught up quickly uh and that's where video packages and stuff come in that's where focusing your shows around that versus marina Shafir and thunder rosa like did you need to have this match or would maybe this card be better served by 10 minutes you know sprinkled between you know two or three different programs
2: I I have no factual knowledge of this, so this is just me speculating, but this feels like an uneasy partnership. This feels almost like it's a passive-aggressive partnership between AEW and New Japan, and that there's some issues that we don't know about. So it's kind of like, well, we'll have this guy stand on the apron for a moment. Okay. Interesting,
1: interesting, that well, there's maybe a little bit of loggerheads between, like, khan and uh his new japan counterparts yeah
2: or or it's like maybe maybe you know it's like hey we're gonna do even steven booking or hey you know what you're you should be beholden to us for giving you this television time etc you know just take what you can get and we'll give you know what you can i mean i'm sure it's gonna be ramped up in the next two weeks it's just one of those things where i'm watching this and going well okay why, why not have a match with one of these guys next week or something like that instead we get like david finley
1: It it, just feels so flat for a thing branded as the Forbidden Door. Like it's it's like we got the Ark of the Covenant. You guys want to open it?
2: Eh, Okay, sure. What's it? No, uh, well, we got boxes at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no,
2: no, no. no, no, no. That's the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) Well, you know what? I have, I have a Happy Meal box at home.
1: Yeah, that Christmas, Christmas is going to be here in a few months, anyways. So I'll just yeah. wait for that. I love. I do like opening boxes, but I got my birthday here, yeah. and it, yeah, it's not that. You long you, way. you can
2: have your arc. I mean, whatever that does. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we all have boxes. We I mean, all you have boxes. Have, now, now, I mean, now, what now you have your a box. box so special. Yeah. Right. No. It just. It really. It just. It has made the forbidden part of it feel very. Doesn't really feel that forbidden. Right. Yeah. It just. It feels like it's. It, it feels like the obligatory door. <laughs> it feels like.
2: It feels like maybe the employees only entrance that, you know, kind of remains unlocked at times and anybody can go in there accidentally or what have you, but it says there's a sign on there. So people, the people who follow the rules don't want to do anything, but you know what? I'll go back there and I'll buy a Coke because the Cokes are 25 cents in their vending machines.
1: The door of obligation.
2: (laughs) That's what we, the door of obligation. (laughs) Uh, you're up.
1: Oh man. Um, let me see here. Uh, do uh, Cargill, uh, who's she going up against next, or who's like who's next in the program here? Is that stat? Was it Statlander?
2: Uh, Statlander's going up, I believe, against uh, Red Velvet.
1: Tonight. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, yeah, I was trying to, I remember there was like a little batty section thing uh, on the show here. And then like O'Reilly and Moxley was fine for what it was. It's just like, you never for a second thought that O'Reilly was winning this match. Right. And, and so just, it made the show like a very, very much a foregone conclusion. Um, I'm trying to think uh, what happened on NXT. Wow. Well, uh- what was on the fall? I, did, I of this? found
2: Becky Lynch going after the 24-7 title a little ridiculous.
1: Although, oh, it wasn't it?
2: <laughs> at the same time, it's just like all of, all of that booking is so slapshot. And it's like, whatever. You're going to watch it anyways. Yeah. Eat your slop.
1: I, I, I think, I mean, it can't go not to go back to Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi's controversy from a few weeks ago. It's just it, like... It made it so hard to really buy the whole. Oh, you're ruining this high quality, well thought out, tightly wound clock of a show that we have here. When you like watch Becky Lynch running for the twenty four seven title, it's like, yeah, Kevin you guys and- thought about that weeks in advance.
2: Kevin Owens pins Ezekiel, and then the next day, Ezekiel comes. I want another match. No, no, you lost clean. There's no, there's nothing to dispute here. It's just, it's just it makes me angry sometimes at, at the lack of forethought here. And then, you know, and then over on NXT, you have <laughs> odd things too, but let me, let me lay some praise on NXT, because we called NXT in your house, salt the earth. And it was a perfectly acceptable wrestling program. I thought uh, Carmelo Hayes and, 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 uh, and, and, Cameron Grimes. Again, they're magic whenever they're in the ring together. I really, I liked Pretty Deadly and, and the Creed Brothers. I did. I mean, it, was, it, was it high art? No. Was it a couple of pretty boys getting their butts kicked by some gym class bullies? Yes. And I loved every moment of it, uh, especially the Shooting Star Press. They have some, they have some really good character work at times, going on at NXT that I think gets dismissed because the booking's so bad, and even the characters are annoying, but I'm gonna say this, Chris. I'm gonna have to give my, uh, uh, my uh, disclaimer that I, I personally am, am not a blondes guy. So, I'm not saying this because I'm hot for her. I, Tiffany Stratton has it. I don't know what it is, but both her and um, the dude she's with, the Australian. Oh, Grayson
1: Grace Waller. Grayson Waller. They are no. both
2: really, really good. And they have a really work.
1: interesting energy together that, like, I kind of like this, like, heel couple that is... Disjunctive and like, like like that their energies don't quite match, and that yeah. like they're still heels, but like sometimes they're fighting with each other and stuff. I, like I don't know, there's a lot of potential with those two and on screen. Stratton
2: straight. in the ring has gotten better in the two months. She's only been in in, in
1: she's the, improved. I mean she, she's she, improved. She, no, uh, yes, I I definitely uh, unlike some other you know up and comers or whatever. Like she's actually improved. I like would like the, her
2: to get a little bit more athletic gear versus gear that looks like lingerie. But um, I, th- I think. Look, given their particulars, and I know I've said this before, with every blonde on the roster, this might be the one <laughs> that they just decide to hotshot one time up to the main roster.
1: Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if it'll be interesting to see how that goes for her. But uh, yeah, no, I, the, the one who I continues to quietly impress, like in all of her limited outings for me is uh, Tatum Paxley. I think she's pretty okay. good. No, I, th- I think she's pretty good. No, I'm not good. disagreeing like,
2: with you. I think yeah. I, I, it's not what I thought you were going to go with uh sokoa who is also very very good i think
1: yeah so soko is pretty solid too yeah yeah no like there's a number like kind of sleeper good you know characters here like andre chase of course we've talked about
2: roxanne perez is fantastic yeah Roxanne perez for
1: sure yep um and uh yeah like carmelo hayes of course like is good of course um
2: so i retract a lot of the mean things i said not all of them I, I mean, it's just, okay. Because we still hard. have uh <laughs> toxic it's attraction like, on top of it. It's like this. you have
1: good musicians all in a bad band. Yes. Like, like so like, yeah, like occasionally like this keyboard player rips off a gnarly solo, but the song still sucks.
2: Mm-hmm. Here goes, sir.
1: Um Man, uh I don't know that I have much else. Like, because it was like all like big thoughts on these shows rather than...
2: I Wait. will I will give another one that people okay. should go out of their way to watch this week then. Go watch Impact Wrestling and go watch The Good Brothers head to the Briscoe's farm. This thing was fa- The Briscoes are a gift everybody. I know Jay's had his issues with things said before. I think he's worked to to improve them. I think they deserve lots of money. And again, the FDR Briscoe's feud has been my favorite thing this year. But this has been yet, even the good, this is the good brothers at their least annoying. They go on the chicken farm and they say it smells like a Tamatanga match in here, which popped me. They take one of the Briscoe kids who's on a big wheel, goes, let me show you something here. They just pick him up and they kick the big wheel over. They start a fight, and Papa Briscoe comes out. And Papa Briscoe, he was used a little bit in Ring of Honor, and has yet to be seen since. But he he has a knack for just—he is perfect in the role he's playing, which is grizzled old man who is the Briscoe's father. Looks to be starting a fight with the Good Brothers, and all of a sudden, Mark comes out with this guttural scream with a machete and a bull.
1: I love Mark. It, 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 like it he rivals, is, he's my favorite. I,
2: I love Mark, but Mark, Mark's goofiness. Solo is great, but it's, it's it,
1: the tension between the two, right? The tension like, like, between yes. the
2: two, because Jay's always, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to that kind of crazy. Mark's always the, I'm going to fill a bathtub full of pudding. Kind of crazy. And it works on so many levels. It's, it's it's two different kinds of psycho brothers, but um, yeah. And if this is a, yeah, I I just think, much much like the Hardy compound, if the Briscoe family farm could be <laughs> like this, could be the new could be the new Hardy compound for taped vignettes. I'm here for it because I like my unrepentant stu- stupidity along with my vicious uh i'm gonna kill you type of promos so i i really i really did enjoy this
1: yeah i i i enjoyed that a lot and the other promo i enjoyed this week was like just ezekiel continues to be very fun in this ridiculous character and it's absurd and it's the nxt thing was was great
2: i lied <laughs> i just there, there's a weird childlike innocence to the ezekiel character that he's hitting with that it, it, it's like, yes,
1: a, the wide eyed, there's like a the wide-eyed.
2: wide eyed childishness of this. And it's a gimmick. I can't stand. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a gimmick where I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like Frank Grimes with Homer Simpson. Yeah, of course he's the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's what makes Kevin Owen so funny here, but it, it's weird. Cause I didn't, I don't think I liked the Elias character as much as I liked the Ezekiel character.
1: No, i I th- but the Ezekiel character doesn't work without the Elias character right. originally, so right. like no I, I I'm with you this This is like it's a better character, but like it it requires us knowing and liking the original character, yes. but yeah, if, if you had asked me if I thought that this was going to get over as much as Elias, I, no, I not thought ch-
2: this was gonna die at I
1: thought this was death. Uh, and I thought people this I av-
2: love this, I mean. It's- I know some I casuals this. who love this. And,
1: and here's the other thing, though. Here's the other thing, dude. He's good in the ring now. He was very mediocre before. He's not mediocre anymore. That match against Owens was not bad at all.
2: No, it, it I don't know why they beat him though. That's that's what's. No, good
1: I get. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just talking about the work, dude. Yeah. I thought the work was there.
2: They have to find a way for him to have a fake mustache and beard, and to play both. At the same oh, time,
1: that would be very funny or like he comes out like dressed up, like you know, like wearing a wig. like right. he basically like, does like I'm impressions. A
2: good, I'm a good guy and I follow the rules at all times, but he has to change into Elias in order to cheat. That's what I want out of this. I I don't know. I mean, I look Kevin Owens and and Sammy bring it so hard on the comedy front that I think they I think we might be. We might be overvaluing Ezekiel right now because Kevin Owens is such – I mean, you put – the only other guy who might be able to pull this off is Seth Rollins. But, you know, I I don't know how much you can heighten Kevin Owens' exasperation. That's my problem right now is because you have to continually get him enraged that people don't understand that this is actually Elias. And I don't know how we continue to heighten the bit. That's my issue here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the big problem for Owens has been, like, why does it matter that this guy is not who he says he is? Right. And and I I don't think he's ever been able to figure out that nut. Like, if, like, for whatever reason, you could prove that he is – being someone he's not then you could fire him from the company or something like that like that's gotta be the thing like he's and and obviously it's absurd that he'll ever get him fired or whatever but at least like there's this infinity point that he's striving towards right now it's just like he wants ezekiel to say that he's elias and then if he does then what
2: okay a couple of quick updates as smackdown has gone on yes uh Rhodes has had successful surgery on Thursday, according to even the company itself. And qualifying for the women's money in the bank, Lacey Evans beat Zia Lee. Which, <laughs> what are we doing with either of them? Who knows? I don't know who the babyface or who the heel was, but I just see that uh, Lacey Evans will be in the women's money in the bank match. So we'll end it there. Oh, yeah.
1: I have no strong thoughts on that, other than like I I guess I would have put them both in the Money in the Bank match. Why? Why not find a pathway to at least get Ziya Lee into that match?
2: Yes, I will wrap this up, and I will go watch uh, Gunther and Ricochet, and watch Ricochet's cave get. Uh, or his, kid, his, his cave his, he's gonna his get cave, headed get in chested in yes yeah you get chested in uh this has been shake the ropes you can follow me at crap game 13 you can follow chris at dwatg you can follow the show at shake the ropes we'd like to thank our sponsor this week hello fresh get up to 14 free meals with the code vow 16 it's 16 free meals isn't vow 16 or vow 16 vow vow. Like vow. I, vow vow uh Ian. You can listen to me on the dynamite show on fight game media for five bucks a month other shows over on there for various wrestling fans if you don't get everything you want on the voices of wrestling network but you probably will because voices of wrestling has a lot of great shows also quick plug for me i will be doing the forbidden door post show over on fightful god help us all chris has other projects as well you'd like to plug them for you right now
1: Yeah, don't worry about the government. We'll presumably be back sometime soon. I just dropped a new-ish episode here this last week. Um, You can, of course, follow me on Discord as well. I am NOV number 7574. So if you look for that on Discord, you can find me. And yeah, as you could tell, very up on Discord. Really understand it. I'm Are you going to used- join
2: the Voices of Wrestling Discord and then come I on might. the Shake Them Ropes channel and, be- and then fight the evil classic catch and uh, Trisha Mist, who have taken over my, our channel?
1: I, uh, you know, I mean, I might have to, okay. I, li, li, like, I, I just talk with the fans. I, I do intend on being on discord more here as, uh, as time progresses. So that that's going to be increasingly the place to find me. So go and do that. No f- number sign seven, five, seven, four.
2: This has been shake number sign F four them. Ropes. You don't know.
1: You don't know. <laughs>